ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Bizarre Briefing. It is the January 2020 edition. It's our first 2020 episode. Wow. We've got to stack the house. New year, new me. I'm Bryce Castillo, joined as always with Brant Hughes. Hi, that's me and my resolution. End of sentence. That's all the people that we got here today. <laughs> yeah. Uh, David is busy working on uh, launching a product, which we'll actually talk about a little bit. John is busy doing a last minute edit. So it's just the two of us. It's an old school, mm. kind of old school. It's just more, it's more of a skeleton crew, like you said earlier. Yeah. Because we, even even when we started doing this show, John John was usually pretty good about being here. John Tilton. Yeah. He he acted as the, uh, the straight man to our wackiness. Yeah. He, he, he really was, right? Because... <laughs> I, John, John was would either be the straight man or he'd be goofy. He's kind of got a goofy sense of humor. Mm. I feel like. Um, but hello, everybody! Thank you so much for joining us. It's our first episode about 2020. I mean, we did an episode <laughs> in January for yeah. December. But True. How it goes? How are you doing, Brant? You know, I'm doing a okay. Mm. I'm out and about. I'm working here out of HQ. That's right. And I'm living life. Living life. Uh, weather's good. The allergies have kind of slowed down a bit. Have you? Sure. You, you've you've had the cedar fever allergy for a long time, right? I suppose so. I don't. I don't really track what I'm allergic to. Uh, sure. So I definitely had a, a run there where I I felt gross and miserable, and I don't now. So that's probably it. Yeah. Yeah. That's probably it. That's yes. Yeah, like if if people don't know you in Austin. After a few years, you tend to develop an allergy to cedar um, because there's just so much of it here. Mm. Um, I think I think even John is starting to um, uh, to to get it. But in any case, hello everybody. Uh, yeah. Brant, I've got some heat. Okay, I, I'm coming in hot. Wow. On this one, we talked. Look out, everybody! We talked in either the last episode or the previous episode of that. I think it was the last episode that I upgraded my Adobe Creative Cloud suite. Uh huh. Finally, yeah. after ten years. After after three three years, so I went from twenty seventeen or twenty seventeen dot one to twenty twenty, the newly released twenty twenty. Mm. Because our uh, one of our remote editors, Matthew. Uh, uses 2020 and I wanted to try out using you know uh, having him help me with an edit and I'm very upgrade averse let's say Hmm. I don't like upgrading my production stock because I know 2020 or 2017.1 I know the bugs I know the quirks about it I know but I I, but I got it on lock sure right Uh, and so I did it uh, mostly was fine except for like the week the week or two right after we recorded last month's episode i ran into this really bad bug mm. i wonder if you ran into this maybe nah i don't know so i'm working on i'm working on the scam nation episode let me see if okay. i can find which one it is yeah i think it was um was it hide the hiding the palming objects one Poss- i think it was the i think it was the palming objects uh, where where it's like, hey, what are the things that I'm holding based on uh, how my hand is arranged? Okay, so so paint me a mental picture of what's going on here. Sure. So this video does not have. Is this? No, this is not it. This is not, it's the monkey one. It's the monkey one. Was this two weeks ago? This was two weeks ago. Okay, sorry. This plot the, twist. Plot twist. So it was the monkey puzzle video. Uh, it's very short, right? It ended up cutting down to less than three minutes, and there's not a lot mm. of graphics either. There's uh, a graphic 
uh, in the beginning explaining like what here's the setup of the board very clean as a graphic and a little sure. text comes over and so that's why it's a graphic just some dots on a screen and a background and some text plus a a, a really fun um like uh almost augmented reality uh way of tracing the correct solution here mm -hmm. um those are the only two graphics not a lot of graphics both very short both very easy sounds pretty simple nice and short video not a lot going on you would think mm -hmm. and we uh, what I think at one point I was editing it and I had gone to bed for the night and I was going to finish it up in the morning. And I, I, I go the next morning, I open it up and my, my graphics aren't loading, right? My graphics aren't loading. I'm getting okay. the red media missing thing. Mm -hmm. uh, not quite the, familiar with it. Not the yellow media pending, right? Mm -hmm. You get that sometimes, but yeah, it's like when you load up a project and it's like, Oh, Adobe dynamic link is going slow and it's just can't quite figure it out yet. Right. But red, like right. something is unlinked or disconnected or something like that. And that happens, right? Like I use, um, uh, Mogert's motion graphic templates and essential graphics in a lot of cases. So Mogert's uh, it's that's, that's the, uh, the extension M O G R T. I believe that's, it. uh, in any case, whatever. So, uh, still not loading. I give it some time, not loading. I go to link it. Oh, because when I, when I copy my template over every week, I have to relink the motion graphics so that they're tied to the episode, not to the template file. Sure. Um, I try to go relink it and it's taking a long time and it's almost like it's frozen, but it's not frozen, but it's definitely like, still trying to load. Mm. What's going on? So I open up. And so I open up Adobe After Effects. Oh boy. And you know what Adobe After Effects tells me? Oh, this file's corrupt. We cannot do anything with this file. I'm sorry, your file is corrupt, sir, and we cannot do anything with it. We cannot help you at all today. Enjoy, enjoy your day. And I go back to the auto saves, and the auto saves are not doing anything. And and it's bizarre because it was working less than twelve hours before. It was working. Hmm. Well, I, I, what it appears to have happened is mm -hmm. that uh, at some point, Adobe Creative Cloud, the app that manages your Creative Cloud suite, right, had updated. After Effects to 2020.0.1, whatever the first like minor update to After Effects was. Mm. And uh, I don't know if they pulled that update, but I definitely saw very recent to the January 2020 date uh, that I was editing this, people having the same issue because the After Effects update broke Dynamic Link Manager. Hmm. And so I had to roll back from me. Uh, I had to roll back After Effects. It, it was either After Effects or Premiere. It was one of those where it updated overnight or something, and I had to roll it back. I had to waste like two hours waiting for it to roll back. Um, and that, that really stunk. Yeah, that sucks. That really stunk uh, in a very uh, a notable way because it was just after I upgraded, and it's such a small thing, and it wasted so much of my time. Mm. So I am, I am still on the 2020 train, but boy... I'm kicking it's, and screaming. It's a bumpy ride sometimes. <laughs> but you also have like a an a 2020 update issue. Yeah. Well, or so do you? I, well, I have I have no idea what version I'm on. I assume it's the latest or whatever because I just mm -hmm. I just don't check. Um, yeah. But when it's not a major dot one update, you're not even going to notice. Right. Yeah. Um, so I. Uh, 
I, I mentioned previously that when, when I moved the computer over to HQ, all of a sudden I was getting new bugs and yeah. I couldn't really, it didn't make any sense why. Really, it doesn't because it's literally just a new monitor. Yeah. It was just a new monitor and everything else was the same. Um, and uh, I figured it out. Oh. But I figured it out right after the worst of the bugs happened, um, which is... Whenever I would multicam, um, you put on multicam view and it pops up all of your all of your cameras and you can hit the number buttons to switch between them. Yeah. Um, and I would do that and I would press play, and you couldn't stop it. I ever. <laughs> I get that a lot. I I do get that a lot. I mm. got that in 2017. I get that in 2020. And my understanding. Well, I I don't have an understanding of it, but I find that if you're using proxies in lieu instead of full size files, it is less likely to happen. If you have your uh, if you have effects and like color correction turned off, like if you use the global effects mute, which is like a godsend for that, that also helps it not freeze up in that way. Um, I've usually never had too much of an issue where it's like I need to play it where it has to play the whole whole timeline out before it'll be responsive again. Hmm. I've had a, I guess I've maybe had one or two times, but mostly it takes like just a minute before it realizes what it needs to do. Yeah. So it, it's a bug that's existed for years and they just never fixed it. Maybe it's hard to track down or something um, because I think there are, are a variety of issues that could cause it. Um, for me, this is using proxies. This is not having any effects on anything. Um, and it just won't stop and also i can't i can't even switch the cameras so it's just like i'm just trapped on whatever camera i started on and then i have to sit there and wait for an hour and a half um so it's like i would just you know force quit it and hope that my save was fairly recent um and for me with that i found out and also there was another bug it was it was kind of a, a a less serious bug but whenever you go to like text editing or whatever um i could highlight text and i could manipulate it all the same but you can never see which text you're highlighting or where the cursor is in the text editing stuff oh that's that's bad yeah it, it sucks I, so I still contest that title designer is better than this text the new text tool I think I, I think they're both broken in different ways. Okay. <laughs> um, and uh, and so I was like, well, this sucks. And I found out that both of them were resolved by me making the Premiere window not full screen. And so if I scrunched it down to like two thirds of the width of the monitor, or maybe half the size of the monitor, because uh -huh. it's outputting at 5K, and for some reason, 5K Premiere just breaks Premiere. Um, and so, what? and so if, if what? I just, if I just make the window a bit smaller, no problems. Haven't had a single problem since then. That's very weird. Are you doing, are you using the, um, the smooth scrolling for the playhead? Yes. I, think, I or where it, it, instead of paginating where at the end of the thing, it'll just click over. I think, I or think do you have it follow. I think I'm paginating. Oh, okay. Cause supposedly that's a big um factor with bugs like this too is mm. they tell you like turn off smooth scrolling for the playhead mm. um that's that's a very weird one especially because 5k displays are out there mm -hmm. and also they are out 
uh, if I have like resource manager open or whatever, it's not like I'm taxing anything especially hard. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. Premiere is just weird. That that is really weird. Um, because like uh, Apple just put out a 5K display. Mm-hmm. Um, but I there have to have been 5K displays before that. I don't know. That's that's very weird. So, welcome back to the Adobe rant segment. I'm glad we could uh, find space for it in 2020. Yeah, they should pay us. They should pay us. <laughs> they should give for as much as we talk about them. Uh huh. Um, and guess, as much as we troubleshoot all of their issues. Yeah, yeah. The community, anyway. So, on the topic of video editing. Mm. Uh, Brent, you had uh, you, you brought up a good question here in the doc. Mm-hmm. Uh, you want to introduce this a little bit? Sure. Yeah. So I was um, I was talking to John the other day, and he apparently knew somebody who was having an issue exporting a video, mm. um, where they thought that the bit rate um, was directly tied to the resolution of the video. So they took the bit rate and went all the way to the end. To make it as as good of a video as possible, um, and he had to explain to them that that's not really what bitrate is. It, it should uh, it should go the other way, right? The bitrate should be informed by, right, the resolution, mm-hmm. and of course the source footage and all. But yeah, that's yeah, and so it got me to thinking because uh, because I, I have an example of this. Uh, what are some really uh, un uninformed um goofy ass things that you've done in video <laughs> editing because you just didn't know any better yeah oh man uh, you go you do yours first I'll, sure i'll have to think why not well so the the first one that comes to mind is um i didn't understand what encoding was uh this was back mm. in high school and i was kind of starting out uh video editing stuff yeah and so um I had a, a video project for a Spanish class, I want to say, and um, you know, I just had to render out uh, uncompressed, and uh, oh, and in mm-hmm. doing so, the the video file was so large, I had to take an external monitor, you know, one of those big enclosed ones. Uh, to school with me just so I could present the video because I didn't have any storage media any smaller than that that could uh, actually oh, wait, hold on to the monitor? video. Or enclosed, one of these enclosed cases. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, and, and like, it's not that you there's no value in doing an uncompressed file right like right in but like for what i needed you compress the hell out of it like nobody cares yeah uh because it 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 is good to have a backup of something especially something important in an uncompressed file or a very high bitrate file just because you never Mm -hmm. know right um it's like like youtube youtube always says just give us the highest quality file you got and we'll mm-hmm. figure it out because like over time right like youtube had went from four by three to 16 by nine right but everybody was making everything for four by three and so now you have a bunch of like stamp uh stamp 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 um, stamp stamp and not not just uh, a pillar box but also letterboxed right but on on both sides because it's a four by three file that has also got black bars for mm-hmm. 16 by nine 
And so if they just gave the 16 by 9 file at the beginning, supposedly when they made that change and as they keep going to, I guess, as they make changes in the future, the idea is that that would have natively gotten better. Yeah. Um, dumb or not, not dumb. I'm not going to say dumb. Um, I had a thing. I actually had a thing the other day, uh, which I, it makes, which makes sense. It certainly makes sense for what it is, Hmm. but it wasn't something that I ever feel like I ever had issue figuring or like dealing with. So I am, uh, I, so part of using Adobe 2020 is that they have the new system compatibility report. I don't know if you've ever run into compatibility report. It happens every Mm -hmm. time I launch Premiere or After Effects because my computer is from 2015 or something. Mm -hmm. And so the the processor in it is older, and I think it's a type of processor that either maybe it does have some sort of onboard graphics processor or some models of that had an onboard graphics processor that Premiere does not support, right? You can't get any... It, it says like, hey, you're not going to get anything out of this thing. So you have to hit a box every time you start up that says, I continue with uh, controversy, I don't know, continue with unsupported hardware. Hmm. Um, and it's fine because it's not set up to do that. Um, but I didn't, so looking into trying to solve that, I guess I never put together that like your video card doesn't really do much in terms of encoding your like final videos or like you need a, hmm. like, you you don't get much out of that right yeah like that that's typically a process that's cpu intensive right it helps it's helpful for when you are editing in real time and like uh your effects and stuff the graphics processor can Mm. um and then that just made me look into like oh well what could i get for cpus and then my motherboard doesn't support anything for the past couple years and so at another point you might as well just get a whole new computer Mm. i'm not at that point yet but um but that was one thing that I was like, okay, that I probably could have put that together. Probably should have put that together a little earlier. Yeah. Uh, one that I know we've talked about on the show a few times before. I, I up until I got this job, I edited a video in After Effects. Oh, right. Uh, including like hour long videos just cut together in After Effects, which is not what that's designed to do. No. Um, but it's what I had and it's what I knew at the time uh i was not familiar with non-linear editors did not know what that meant so sometimes you just kind of you work with what you got yeah that's that's a work with what you got thing mm. like i you were were you doing it just because you only knew about after effects or you were uh waiting to get like the right thing did you know you were not doing it the right way but you didn't have time to switch over no i just i just didn't know about premiere or any of those uh because when i started doing video projects in high school um around the same time i found andrew kramer's video copilot oh sure and so i was like oh this is amazing like you could just have a program where you do these incredible visual effects after effects is great uh and so i was like oh well i guess people use after effects um for video stuff (laughs) and so i started with that and then just learned how to cut stuff together through that and then yeah it wasn't until I sort of saw the um, the deadline demands of production and everything of doing videos for a living that I was like, 
this can't be this is not how right. this works yeah so um let's see any any other things um i feel like i don't i don't have any uh, too much more not that i like know everything obviously <laughs> i don't mm-hmm. um but i'm trying to think like I mean, one thing that I do now that is still kind of obtuse, but I know that it's obtuse and I just haven't seen any way that gets better results is the way that I edit audio um, or I like meticulously cut basically every phrase of spoken dialogue to normalize normalize them all to roughly the same point depending on how it's spoken or whatever Mm -hmm. and so it's the single most time intensive process of any video edit i do yeah but it's also it sounds better than you know uh, uh, software compression and gating sounds better than basically anything because it's all hand touched Mm -hmm. have we talked about uh the premiere essential tools i I think i think we've we've touched on it a little bit um so they have um essential graphics which is like motion graphics and stuff you can make stuff like like here's a template of the way i want things but i need to be able to edit the text so i can set up an after effects thing like this so that i can bring it into premiere and premiere will have the text boxes and i can edit that in premiere Mm -hmm. and easily make like graphics and stuff they also have um essential sound which i think we've talked about off the podcast Mm. um but essential sound Essential Sound has been really cool and I have been using it in like a hybrid way between how you do it because I, I pretty much picked up how I do mine from from watching you do it. Mm. Um, uh, a hybrid of that and using um, uh, n- not just compression but also some tools. So like it's it's interesting Essential Sound because you, take, you select clip, uh, a clip or multiple clips and they have... Uh, options for different types of audio so you can say okay these are dialogue these are sound effects these are music this is ambience and so it knows um that you've picked it picked that thing Mm -hmm. um and so it will do um auto loudness so you uh select the type and you just click a button and it looks at all of those things and so that's where like clipping phrases comes into handy because you don't want an unbroken um string of all the audio audio matched right because you right. want to kill the the dead audio um so that's where like cutting it up and and piece and and piecing it and classifying it out helps but then they have like really simple one basically like one knob controls for uh like doing compression doing eq stuff i don't love the eq stuff because it's mm. like um it's i think it's too heavy-handed where it's like you know you can do eq for males and eq for females mm-hmm. and it always just doesn't it always sounds too 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 much too, too too much bass it's always a little too much bass and i don't like that right um but the audio loudness and the like one knob compression stuff uh has saved a lot of a lot of time in that process um i would i would recommend checking that out and seeing if that at least can cut out some of the like manually leveling phrases mm. So I think that could help you out without getting into compression. Even if you don't use the compression stuff, that can help you kind of get into a spot. So what I'll do is I'll take, I classify my audio into three ways, like primary audio, um, overlapping audio and loud audio. So it's like the primary person speaking is primary. If someone is like giving like, yeah, or, you know, monosyllabic sort of just, uh, I don't know, additions to 
you know, spe- or, or speaking over the other person, mm-hmm. um, like just a second priority and then laughing or screaming, shouting, whatever that's in loud. And so I'll run the primary stuff through the loudness uh, thing and the compression, but I won't do that with um, the overlap talking, the second priority one. I'll just leave that mostly as is, or I'll hand check it because there will be less of it. And then for the loud audio, I'll just universally just like cut it down by 10 or 12 decibels. Hmm. And um, that uh, pretty much gets me where I'm going, unless there's like something to actually fix or clean up audio wise that that usually gets me very close i would i would recommend taking a look at that because you uh, you have you obviously have much longer takes than <laughs> right than the you know the 15 20 minute scamnation videos that that i'm editing mm-hmm. um i'd recommend that hmm. i recommend giving that a try that's um yeah maybe i'll maybe i'll do that on uh, if, if i run across like a simple episode it's like mm-hmm. And 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 you should look into essential graphics too. They're really easy to make in After Effects. Mm. And because I know there's like the article videos are just when you have like on screen stuff, like it's nice to it. I, I, I would imagine it would be nice to have a thing where it's just like I don't need to go in and make discrete After Effects comps for X, Y and Z. I can just. Uh, templatize it a little bit. Mm. Save some time. Save some time. So I want to talk a little bit about a uh, new product on scan. So we're recording this at five thirty-six uh, Central Time PM uh, here on January fourth or February fourth, and I don't, I don't even think it's out yet. So there's a new, there's a new product coming to Scam Stuff. It will definitely be out by the time that this episode comes out. Uh, that is what da- David is going out and launching this video now um, mm. and getting this product launched. Um, but we have a new product coming to the store called Optics. There's no chance you've ever heard of Optics. Is there, Brent? Uh, n- not outside of like one mention in Slack that there is an Optics thing. Yeah. Uh, so Optics is um, this... It's it's a it's a it's a new magic trick where you uh, borrow someone's phone, uh, you 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 have them record video on your phone of uh, of them dis- of you disappearing the phone. So we, we if you're watching the video version, we're seeing it, um, and then you vanish their phone in front of their eyes, and then uh, when they realize it, they've been holding their phone and filming the entire thing on their phone the entire time. Uh, and so it's it's a it's a very cool gimmick. The video is neat, and you you see the reactions of it. It's uh it's it's a pretty cool thing. And so hmm. we we made a product discussion video with Brian and David um, that we were gonna we were gonna launch last week, but I, I, I think there were some last minute things that came up. So uh, it'll go out today. But check out Optics is now on uh, scamstuff.com. Um, it's really cool. It, it, it it's hmm. really cool. I recommend checking out some of the video footage of it. Uh, they're also doing like an interesting thing where, uh, you know, for a lot of like these magic tricks, when they include instructional video or instructional materials, they'll like have to like put it behind a, a password and a special website or whatever. But I think all the uh, material for learning optics is quote unquote publicly available. Like it's it's an unlocked link, basically, which mm. I think is really interesting because 
part of the hype of this is like when they guys when when Brian and David went to Las Vegas for Defcon and Magic Live last year, supposedly it was like the talk of the town. It was like quote unquote the number one magic trick of Magic Live, which mm. is a big deal, right? I, in, in the video, I'll take your word for it. In in the video that uh, the really nice trailer that that they made. Uh, they they even like have um, Tobias, who is the creator, doing it for a bunch of people, including David Copperfield. You can see here a little bit in uh, uh, in the video that uh, they made and and we made. And uh, so I don't know. It's it's a pretty cool thing. And you when you see what the actual uh, thing about it is, it's really neat. It's kind of just a neat little trick. So hmm. uh, that's optics. It's uh, schemestuff.com. Check it out. Available now in a scam stuff store near you. That's right. And it's it's everywhere because it's on the internet and the internet is everywhere. Wow. We truly do live in the future. <laughs> Speaking of the future. Oh, nice. Uh, I don't know what we're segueing to, but that sounds like a good segue. Speaking of the future, uh, it, it, it almost feels like hell is frozen over because uh, uh, the modern rogue channel has a new photo a new channel photo whoa <gasps> wow what happened um so we've i've been lobbying for us to change the channel photo for a long time mm -hmm. um because it's always been brian on this cyan background holding a prison spear because we needed a channel photo when we only had 10 videos published and that was one of the most recent videos and the only one that actually looked kind of visually interesting mm -hmm. um and we just kind of never changed it yeah. and it stuck around um but as time went on uh i thought hey it would be cool to have you know Brian and Jason in the photo, you know, be a little bit more indicative of what the channel is. Um, yeah. You know, not every video is about improvising weapons. Maybe, you know, don't lean into that as much in the photo or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, Brian was kind of, Brian was pretty resistant to it for a long time. Um, I, I think largely in part with how he engages with people in the comments. Um, yeah, because he, he tends to be... Um, from, it it, it kind of goes back to the days of, of scam school, especially early scam school, where it was a big deal that he was the one responding to comments in the in the comment section as the channel. And so when you respond to something as the channel, you get highlighted in a very specific way. Mm. Um, but with Modern Rogue, by the time that Modern Rogue was out and, you know, when it had its own channel, it like brian's behavior kept moved over but everyone like i know when i would comment on scam school episodes and i know when you did it we would use our personal accounts so mm -hmm. it would say our name on it which is more of a, a, a an effect rather than a cause of that situation and so when the modern rogue channel itself got started that behavior of brian uses the channel account and everyone uses their own also sort of came with it yeah and you know i've i've 
replied to people with the channel account a couple of times, um, mostly for effect, but I'm always very conscientious, conscientious when I do that because I know that I'm in effect speaking for everybody who works on the channel on some level hmm. um, because this is like this is this is like a, when a reddit comment it says like posted by a mod and like this is this is a moderator speaking officially yeah um distinguished com distinguished comment yeah and that that's what it is when when you post from the official channel it's like you're saying hey this is like this is an official post sure. um and so i i try not to do it too much um but i, I think Brian always really liked the idea of there's never any confusion about who's actually posting the comment here because you can see that it's my face on the on the 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 photo and well, it's not about confusion it's about creating an opportunity for everyone to use that that tool yeah well you can see where the ships pass in the night and uh <laughs> and and yeah and it's it's also funny because I've definitely seen people who get responded to by the modern road channel they're like oh that's so cool you guys have responded to me who posted this yeah um and so clearly because no one signs their posts because it's only brian it's mostly brian using it mm -hmm. and so brian just thinks they see brian's face yeah um so anyway i i think that was that was a, a large part of his sort of resistance for a long time but i think he's he's kind of started to come around to it lately um Especially once I kind of explained to him that the, the like, it, it might seem like a big deal that we're changing the photo now, but if we wait longer, it will only get more and more of a big deal to change the photo ever. Right. Um, and so it's like, if we change it now, then we can just change it in a week and then whatever, it's just a new thing and that's fine. Um, so we, we, we had this episode come out where Brian and Jason play scotch doubles, uh, while playing pool. Mm -hmm. Brian and, versus Jason for the fate of the channel. Yeah. Quote unquote. Uh huh. And, uh, and they needed some sort of stakes to play for. And, you know, if if you say money, then it's not really real because who cares? Um, and also that it's kind of illegal. <laughs> sure. Also, we sh OK, we got to. Uh, oh, was this the last of our pool videos? Yes. Okay, I have something for this next for the next topic right after this one. But okay, okay, so so money is kind of out as a as an ante. Right. So uh, Brian came up with the idea in between shooting the two pool episodes that the stakes could be uh, swapping out the YouTube channel photo for twenty four hours to just whatever. Yeah. And then that's kind of like a fun reward, and also it's a very publicly visible thing to everybody who watches the channel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, it's funny in the context of the video, spoiler alert, Brian wins, but he picks a photo of Jason. Right. And it's kind of like, oh. A little well, switcheroo. Yeah. Um, so that way a lot of people think it's that Jason It's a good won. photo of Jason, too. He, 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 wears, <laughs> he wears the, like, low, you know, unbuttoned shirt look really well. Uh-huh. Um, and, uh, and, yeah, so we did that, and then we had to actually change the channel photo, and... I don't know if you're aware of this, Bryce. Um, Google. So, so I remember. I know um, that, especially like channel banners, right? The ba the descriptive banner 
on the channel where it's above oh, the yeah. thing and it's a big graphic. That's a pain in the ass to design and to upload. Oh yeah. You have to make yeah, like the the most important stuff is this tiny strip that people see, <laughs> but you have to create like four times as much pixel data up and down. Yeah, you have to, you have to upload a sixteen by nine photo, but yeah. the important part has to be in this like eight by one sort of ratio. And even then, it's not like full width. It's like the hot spot is in the middle of all that. So I know mm-hmm. that's really annoying. And I remember that that was so old so old of a feature on youtube that it was like ingrained into google photos and google plus mm-hmm. but you had to have like the photo over you couldn't just upload you couldn't just upload the photo you had to like put it in an album you had to go to the page and like put it somewhere but like make it so people can see it but make it somewhere so that you could go to the other tab and click on the photo uh and hopefully it takes it and it works and it looks good and it doesn't take forever so now uh, that would have been I mean, years ago since I've touched it. And lots of things have happened. Google Plus has died. Google Photos has become a part of Google Drive. YouTube has got their new look. So, Brant, mm-hmm. how's that experience? Uh, it's still not great. Yeah. Um, for uh, context, I... So, I it, you have to upload it to... Um, Google has, like, an About Me service or something like about me.google.com or something weird weird i've never heard of that or i think i think it's like built off of the about me.google.com yeah no that's yeah i think it's built off fuck (laughs) i think it's built off of the backbones of google plus or something or just like any one of a given number of google services that sort of semi exist but nobody really cares about i don't like that i could click on a thing on a google search and have my phone number be the very top thing that it shows i i really don't like that that's you could have displayed a lot of other information before the the before the under the before the top of the fold had my whole fucking phone number please do not steal Mm. my phone number i'm sorry continue uh, mark, mark a note for editor. Oh, I Bryce. got it. Oh, I got it. Oh, that's so bad. Oh God. Um, so yeah, you have to go through that and then you have to say, okay, well now I'm going to, I'm going to change out my profile photo and it says, okay, so upload your photo and it does the, does the circle and in, in the square upload. Yeah. And then it's like, okay, cool. Um, it'll take a little while for this to show up. And I was like, uh, I don't, Okay. You know, it Google's a big. Uh, it, it, there's a lot of data in Google. You know, about me is over here. YouTube's uh-huh. over here, and that's already got a bunch of stuff. It, there, there's a lot of. I get. I understand it. it the, uh-huh. the, the the one thing has to feed all of Google, not just YouTube, which is the thing that you want to do. But you can't just do the thing you want to do. You got to do like you got to be a good digital citizen and be everywhere. There's an ecosystem. There's the whole thing um, is an alphabet of huh. of services. Nice. You see. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So how long did that process take? And so the process of actually uploading it, once I knew where to look, um, once I dug through the menus and found the About Me stuff, mm-hmm. one, once I uploaded it, the, the actual upload process was fairly simple, um, to their credit. I mean, all I'm doing is uploading a, a, a re- relatively small photo. Yeah. Um, 
And then, yeah, we did that three hours before publishing, maybe four hours before publishing. And then, you know, a couple hours go by and, you know, I'm still working on the episode. And I thought, hmm, it's sure not updating. Um, so I went to Twitter and updated our profile photo there. And that goes like instantly. Yeah, pretty pretty much instantly everything changed. Yeah. And then I went over Instagram. to in Instagram and I changed our profile photo there. Pretty much instantly everything changed. Um, and then the episode goes live, you know, three or four hours after the photo. And then a bunch of people are like, oh, wow. So uh, I guess you guys just haven't changed it yet, huh? <laughs> and it's like, no, man, we changed it a while back. It just takes a long time, I guess. Yeah. And then so like a few more hours go by. And then we could see the new photo on our channel page if we were logged in as Modern Rogue. Yeah. But not on the channel page if we were logged in as anybody else and also not on any of the video pages if we were logged in as anybody <laughs> and then so it was like this really really slow rollout to different pages from different viewers and then you know in the middle of the night we would get people saying like oh i totally saw it <laughs> like it's Bigfoot. <laughs> yeah. But then also we would get comments right next to them saying like, I, I, do they, did they change it back already? Cause uh, I just don't no. see anything different. Yeah. And, um, and by the way, it's that's that video went up three days ago and it's still the profile photo. So if, yeah. you, if, if for whatever you, you don't see it as of right now, Congratulations. <laughs> right. I guess. Um, yeah. So it, it ended up taking like 20 hours or 12 to 20 hours or so. I feel like for it to actually propagate enough for most people to see it, um, which kind of put, put a little bit of a wedge in our, oh, 24 hours, better see it while it's there thing. Because then it's like, well, I guess we already cut in so deep into whatever this time limit was supposed to be. Let's just leave it up for a while, I guess. Yeah. That's, uh, I'm, I'm not surprised anymore. I'm not surprised about any, like, Google issues. I mean, today, today it was a thing that broke that Google Photos, this is just, this is just news. Hello. Welcome to the old news because you're hearing this podcast three weeks after this was a news item and we figured everything out about it. But Google sent out this email of like, hey, there was a bug in Google Photos. And if someone did a Google takeout, you know, where you export all your data, sometimes we would accidentally give them other people's videos. And uh, we're sorry about it. We fixed it and we're sorry about it. And it's it's. That's very like sloppy. That's hmm. sloppy about data in a way that you would hope a data company would maybe not be. Arguably one of the largest data companies. In the entire world. Yeah. Um, so uh, Google just, you can't surprise me with Google being like half-assed anymore. I think that's what it is. It's just Google feels half-assed yeah. for kind of no reason. I I also wonder if it's just like, I mean, I don't know anything about the internals of any of those companies, but I wonder if it's just like so unstructured in some ways, because like they have so many things going on at once. They're trying to juggle so many plates. Sure. And, and you know, there's always been talk about, um, like, you know how like Google has a million messaging apps. Um, I believe it. Uh, that tends to be because 
one team is working on the messaging app and then another team has an idea for what they can do for a messaging app and they say go do it and so then suddenly there are now two messaging apps Hmm. and then one has to get sunsetted or has to get merged into the other one and so it ends up being this like office politics thing of like this person is championing this product and so we have to support this product until that person is no longer at the company and then there's a new product that's some new part like it's it's kind of hollywood in that way where um surprisingly the the people in charge matter a lot in terms of what is and isn't a priority Hmm. um especially just like messaging right you would think hey why isn't there just one google messaging app for all of time right you had like make a google chat but then there's hangouts then there's uh Ello or Allo or whatever and there's duo and now they've got a new one being folded into messenger which is not hangouts or google chat because hangouts is turning into an enterprise solution and chat is way dead like it's just it's it's just complicated and lazy it just feels lazy it just feels like it it would be not that it's not more work to keep making these apps but it's just it's lazy to keep like reinventing the exact same wheel. Hmm. Uh, does Stadia still exist? It does. Um, I mean, that's, you want to talk about news. I mean, that's, uh, it was in the news for there being no news, um, which is very tough when you're selling people a subscription based uh, service and you don't really have games. In fact, NVIDIA just launched their own new thing today, but it play. Hey, guess what? It plays the games you already own. Wow. So, you know that seems like you would do that that is limitations stuff we can mm-hmm. we can talk about that another time but but we changed the profile photo we haven't <laughs> changed it back yet <laughs> yeah um but we probably will soon i think we're going to change it to the the brian and jason photo that we've had on our social accounts for like four months now or whatever can can, can we talk about that photo a little bit because sure. i think i think it's okay I think okay. it's okay, but I think it's a little too. Oh goodness, that's Modern Rogue Show. Modern Rogue Show. I don't know what that is. The other one. Uh, it's a little like monochromatic almost. I almost feel like I would like the the background to be like a pop of color. Hmm. So I tried that. Yeah. Um. I didn't try it with a bunch of colors, but I, I went through uh, one or two like kind of flat colors in the background, and it just didn't. It just didn't look right um yeah so this Uh, but these are also uh, the images of brian and jason like these are obviously like cut together from other photos and imposed uh, over each other yeah so they're they're both from the um they're both from the video we did about soundproofing this podcast studio room okay um one was from before and one was from after um but they're basically standing in the same spots um but yeah i i kind of cut them out and uh replaced the background and the background is you know it's just a gradient but it's the gradient color that the wall actually is behind them so i just kind of because because there originally there was like um one sound panel behind jason i think yeah and so i just basically said eh, let's just pretend that sound panel wasn't there and it looks pretty close to what the wall was just not as much texture um I am open to suggestions, but frankly, I feel like we haven't really had much to work with in this kind of capacity. Yeah. 
I mean, I, I, I think the next step, or I, I mean, there, there's probably, this is probably okay for, you know, like you said, you looked at other colors and that's probably what it is. But I think then like the next thing would just be taking a photo for the profile. Okay. Sure. You know, um, because, because I like, it's a little dark and the light, because their lighting is kind of different. It, they, you, you can, it just doesn't, if I don't know. It's we. It's it's a weird one, and it it's not like purpose driven. It's not a purpose driven image. Mm, sure. And we could do one relatively easily mm. the next time we have them in a room, which is like all the time now. What are the uh, how how high are the odds that if if that gets brought up to Brian, it ends up going against the the blue curtain as the backdrop? Probably not probably not high if you have okay. if you've got like another idea <laughs> i mean i or even, even on its own probably not very high i don't think anybody really loves the curtain very much <laughs> okay. we have a we this is this is let me see do i have a the, the web oh the webcam's over there. there there's a there's a there's a blue curtain up on the wall now but we haven't really used it for much of anything we use it here in the studio space for podcast stuff mm. but um not as far as videos um i think because it i mean because it's a curtain it just kind of has mm its own thoughts i don't know we, I, use, I, we use it for the original thumbnail of the 2019 retrospective oh sure 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 um but yeah i think i think that would be a nice because i i think i think we're all dancing around new profile photo and mm. we should just like let's all be a let's make a process where we're all there at, at the moment and coming up with a thing and then no one is like circling it anymore we're all in it Sure. I, I, you know, my, my, which is not a condemnation of any, any. Yeah. My, my, my primary purpose was let's get rid of Spear Brian mm -hmm. and whatever goes in that place. I'm probably cool with. Yeah. Um, we, it's just I think what we can, in there. we can make something really striking that is purpose driven mm -hmm. in the way that Spear Brian, because I think Spear Brian is, is benefited from it. Just being the one, just, just being him and having the very like, uh notably con different background of the blue sky mm. um i know there was a photo that brian had posted in slack that like was a, okay i think i oh, think a right. fan had made it mm. um but i think it still has the same issue of just like being kind of monochromatic um mm. and i don't know that there was much conversation about it but um yeah i i don't know i think we can we can we can watch that space watch these spaces mm. how about that Watch these spaces. Speaking of space, we were occupying space last week. Eh. Doing a new scamnation shoot with um, a stretch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, with Alan Paletti. Uh, you've seen him on Scamnation many times before, especially uh, recently. Uh, he came down um, or up? Did he come down or up? I don't remember which way. He's somewhere in Texas. He's in one of the mm -hmm. Texas cities. And uh, he joined us Came for a night. Over. One of them. And uh, he joined us and we shot four episodes, three of them with him, one with um, some people at the bar. Um, and then I think we're going to try to maybe sneak in another Scam Nation shoot sometime this week as we're recording this. Um, so uh, that that's a little bit about that. That shoot was 
a time. So Brent was not there for the shoot. We we didn't ask him to come out because it was on. Was it on, was that a Thursday shoot? Yep. Yeah. Uh, I know Thursday can be kind of busy. So mm-hmm. uh, it was it was me, John, and Annalisa. Annalisa came out, and Roberto, uh, who was doing audio as usual. Um, and John ended up being in the three Alan Paletti episodes. So he mm. could not, he was taken away from the camera, um, and put on screen. And so Annalisa kind of had a trial by fire, uh, behind the camera. And it was, it, I, 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 uh, and I, I, I talked to her a little bit about it cause I, I mentioned on this show before, like, um, uh, feeling like I had put her in uh, very tough positions with some of the audio assignments we had given her because just the way things were set up, there was a lot of crackly, like the blacksmithing episode we talked about, she was doing audio on that and ended up being kind of a, very, a lot of crackly audio mm-hmm. uh, just because of the packs and any number of things. Uh, so I wanted to like set her up for success. Uh, and that meant like me constantly like having these brain dumps on her of like, okay, you, so this is your shot. You're going to kind of want to keep on a two shot, but when, when stuff happens over here, then you need you to pan over here. Cause that's, that's going to be your shot. Cause my coverage is this come over here and look at my, co-. like it was very, um, uh, uh, like a last second film school sort of thing. And mm-hmm. I have not looked at the footage. I will look at it tomorrow when I'm getting, when I get one of these episodes ready to launch for this week. Um, but I bet she, I bet she did a very good job. We, 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 um, tried to, tried to help her out and make it easy for her. Um, the other thing is that, um, it was, uh, we, we didn't have the lights. We didn't have the, like any lighting stuff. And we mm-hmm. were at, um, uh, uh, the, the rusty cannon pub, which we've been to many times before over the years. And, um, it was later in the day. It was cold. So we weren't outside and so the lighting ended up being a little unfortunate. I've got some photos here if uh, people are watching on the video version. Um, but it ended up being a little, uh, uh, not just dark, um, but in some cases, uh, really directly overhead and down light. Mm. So you can see on here, like uh, Brian's forehead is lit, but his eyes and the bottom half of his head are not uh they're in shadow um uh similar here for for our, our guests and that that was a thing where it was like uh i i don't know it was it was it was it was slim pickings it, it was a little bit of a slim picking situation without any um lighting yeah that's 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 kind of a tough spot to be in yeah um and the the thing i i think more so than the bad lighting the the thing that was tough for me to make the decision to do was to like crank up the ISO more. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of it was on 1600. Um, a good amount of it was on 3200 though. And I've, I've just, I've had bad experiences with like low light and underexposed stuff as well as like really grainy stuff because I'm not like a great colorist. And so I, mm-hmm. I don't, it's, I, I, I don't, I don't know the fine tune stuff to bring, make that stuff, to bring it up and make it look good without being really, really grainy. Right. Um, so that's another thing that I'm just, uh, uh, hoping went well with that shoot. Hmm. Um, and then like every time we did a trick, um, uh, we, we would have to like, we, they would, we, they would forget a card or two and then we'd have to like read, 
redo stuff when we do pickups. It, it, it was it was a little it, it was a little tough. Um, and it, it, and so we'll, we'll see. I, I hope um, this is a lot of confidence I'm projecting on these new <laughs> videos that are going to come up and hope that people watch. But um, it was uh, it was it was a time. You know, I feel like a lot of situations like that, it's kind of like, you know, you see you see a rainstorm on the horizon and you go like, man, that, that's going to definitely hit here and I'm going to get rained on. Uh-huh. Um, but next time it rains, I'm not going to forget my umbrella. Um, but also sometimes you end up like being able to find some sort of shelter and you're like, you know what? It wasn't as bad as I thought because uh, I was able to kind of sidestep a little bit of this rain coming my way. Yeah. Um Good learning experience. Yeah. And and I don't know that we've had, so also I did not get the equipment. John and, and Brian brought the equipment today and I guess, and, and there was never, we haven't, we haven't taken the lights out to an on location shoot in a while. That wasn't like the soft boxes. And even that was like a while ago. Hmm. Um, so I don't think that it crossed anybody's mind to do it until we were in it. Rookie uh, mistake. So, uh, so that's, that's that. Um, gosh, I don't know. Shoots. Uh, but so hopefully we'll have another shoot. Um, uh, some maybe possibly this week, depending on the weather. Because I don't think we have another. Mo- we didn't have a modern rock shoot over this weekend, and I don't think we have one this coming weekend either. Oh, do we not have one uh, coming up? Not on the Google Calendar. Oh, we're we're running a little low, but I, I think we've got we've got two or three weeks to get back into gear on that. Yeah, I think I, I think some stuff my understanding was that some of the February stuff got canceled or moved in a mm. weird way. Uh, so I don't know. We'll keep nobody cares about this. Nobody cares about <laughs> canceling <laughs> shoots. Um one other Scam Nation thing. We did we did like I I wouldn't call it an unlock because it's not really a thing that you would call an unlock. Right, it's not the type of content you would do an unlock. Call it, call it an unlock. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, we uh, di- put out just January twenty nine. We put out uh, the extra credit episode seven false cuts and shuffles um, out as a public video on the Scam Nation channel. Can I have a super quick aside for a second? Sure. I'm pretty sure I edited this all in After Effects. No, I think so. Because I don't, I think it was during the process of extra credit that I switched over. So I think wow, somewhere in the middle of extra credit is when I started using Premiere. That would that would make sense because there are there are some files going and finding looking for the files of this. Uh-huh. There are um, there are the way that the files are arranged. It doesn't look quite right. <laughs> Uh, and such that it, it would make sense if it was like, um, but I don't know. It, it, it's weird. I, I'm not a forensic scientist on, on files and stuff. Sure. It also took me a while to figure out like a smart organized filing system for footage and data and everything. Yeah. So, uh, but it, that, that for, it's also like a 40 minute, like it's the full, it's, it's the full shebang. Right. Um, where Brian teaches John a bunch of, uh, false cuts and false shuffles. Mm-hmm. Um, supposedly it's doing well. Um, I think it's, it's one of the weird things of the YouTube algorithm where it's, uh, 40 minutes long. And so if people watch it, then it's like, Oh, I'm going to show this to a lot of people because the watch time is very high because it's a very long video. Right. Um, which is tough because with Scam Nation and me being really the only editor on it, we've been trying to keep edit times down. 
because there's a bunch of other stuff going on. Um, and so I don't, I don't really know. I don't, I don't really know what, uh, uh, if that's gonna, I could just, I just, I know Brian has been very like, Oh, the watch time is very, very good on this 40 minute video. Uh-huh. You're like, obviously it's going to be, but, um, I don't know. Uh, so the other weird thing about this, and, and I, I brought this up, this is kind of, I guess a little bit of maybe something we talked about earlier, but I don't even remember what that was. Um, we, this is, this video is may only be public for a limited amount of time. Mm. Uh, we, uh, we say, uh, so it was supposed to be in the video copy that we, or in the video take that we used of Brian in the beginning framing of it, um, that we were only going to have it up for free because it's a paid for video it's a pay video right that we would only have it up for a little bit of time but squarespace sponsored it quote-unquote sponsored it to be public for a quote-unquote limited amount of time um and so i know brian is really like uh taken with the idea of like oh this will be like a yearly tradition where the video gets republished uh for a short amount of time um and then, you know, we have an ad on it. And the same one? Maybe? Possibly. I could I could understand if maybe it was like, oh, you never know which one it's going to be this year or whatever. Yeah. But the same one is kind of like, okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I, you know, I really don't know. I, th- I a little bit. So I've, we talked last month on this show about how we were kind of low on content on Scam Nation. We just... At for a while, we just had no videos to edit mm-hmm. um, because when we would go out to shoot, we wouldn't really have too much. We wouldn't get too much out of it, and we were not doing shoots as much. Um, and so I think it was a little bit of like, well, what do we have? What can be a quick solution to the we don't have any videos this week problem? Um, and so I think that was a little bit of it. Um, so I don't know. I, I don't know that there's a, necessarily a future in this scheme. Uh, mm. But it's what we might do for this one. Gotcha. No. Uh, do you have any idea of like what that window of time would be? Like a week or two weeks, a month? Um, we were vague on it because there wasn't a decision, but it would be at least, let's say, at least five weeks. Okay. For, for various reasons. Mm. Five weeks? No. At least five or six weeks. At least five or six weeks. Hmm um possibly longer who who knows because at right. some point like once a video is old enough there are not enough eyes on it that you can just kind of do whatever with it mm. a little bit i mean i think that's a little bit of like the you know change the name and change the thumbnail stuff is like at that point it's you're in the long tail you've already been in the long tail for a long time mm-hmm. um so keep an eye out and maybe it won't be there yeah i i I also I'm kind of a believer in like having uh, having a little 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 free sample to pull people in because like who yeah. who remembers that extra credits thing right we haven't posted a new extra credit in how many years a couple um, years yeah, yeah and so it's like it, no nobody's talking about it so having something out there that people can find and discover and like be brought into the fold and go oh I see what this is I would like more of this and then to find oh hey there's 10 of these or whatever yeah i think there's some value to that yeah and it's you know the youtube the really sort of frustrating thing about youtube is that it's not built and people's behaviors aren't such that you could just 
get away too much with posting the same thing again. Mm. You know, um, I, I follow the Buzzfeed, uh, tasty channel, which is their like cooking and recipes and stuff channel. And I, I have only been watching it for a year and a half or so. And I don't watch, I very, I very rarely watch their videos. Sometimes I will watch it if I see something that's interesting, but it's not like an everything for me, Mm -hmm. but I will go into the comments because I am a, um, masochist. Is it a masochist or a sadist? Because I'm hurting myself by doing uh, And uh, it would be like, oh, this is just, uh, th- this is just, you know, the, the 10, three ingredients video that you did time at, at some point. Mm. And I just go, I don't even know what that is. I'm, I'm watching. I thought I was watching easy dorm room <laughs> recipes, but this is supposedly some other thing. So mm. it's like they, they kind of get away with that because they're just so hulking and they have so many videos that they do constantly right um where i think most people would never kind of get away with that you know yeah yeah well i mean we had skim score remix uh, there, there was obviously work put into that and it became a different product yeah um but also a lot of times it was kind of just the same video with the ads cut out yeah that it's it's very weird because in a place of like digital ads or digital ad sales right you you look at podcasts which have had in the past year or two dynamic ad insertion where when someone requests a file the server puts in the ads on on demand and it sells Mm -hmm. that ad based on where the person is and what the ad rate is at the time um and so it's technically seamless to the person who's who's listening, but it becomes this like impermanent um, ad space where with YouTube, with these brand deals, which like are a thing, like like for as much as Google would want everyone to just use AdWords and the built-in Google ad, um, you know, ad insertion tools, uh, people do brand deals and mm-hmm. those live forever. There's not any... We, we talked about this when we were talking about replacing videos last month or the month previous. Um, and if you give people that, I, I mentioned this at the time, if you give people the option, suddenly you are going to create an entirely new like wrinkle to brand deals in a way that Google would especially hate. Um, but would make, would make maintaining a YouTube content library almost impossible. Because it's like, okay, what are the, what videos do we have to go into now and add new ads or change ads or how many mass ad changes do we need? And then suddenly you're building pipelines to insert ads, not dynamically, but on demand. Very like, like really weird stuff, but, uh, but YouTube doesn't have that. Like, I think YouTube is in, not in a place position where they will ever have even a good version of that. Because mm-hmm. I I don't think they want to open they want to lose that money that they themselves could make but it's it's very weird it's very weird um, compared to like Instagram or Twitter where it's just fine to post the same thing over and over again right um, I've been getting back into TikTok a little bit because Byte just came out which is Vine 2.0 mm-hmm. and it looks like it um, uh, but it reminded me how much I like TikTok and so I downloaded TikTok again. And I find a lot of photographers on TikTok. It knows I want to watch clips of photographers and their photos. Um, 
And so when I see a new one, like, oh, this is a new face, I'll like, I'll see the video and I will enjoy watching the video. So I'll go into their profile and I'll scroll through their videos and it's a lot of like the same stuff, you know, it'll be like, Hey, here's, uh, here's, I was at the Canyon. So here's the behind the scenes footage of the Canyon, the shot of the Canyon. And then, you know, uh, scroll a few more videos and it's like, Hey, check out the video of the Canyon. Which photo do you like better? One or two? Like, it's a lot of that stuff of like reusing content you know, recent content, but reusing it. And like, no one cares because TikTok is not chronological. It's not chronological in the lead in the, in the slightest. Instagram has a lot of that as well. I've noticed. Yeah. Depending on who you're looking at, but a a lot of people, photographers definitely dip into it sometimes where they're just like, you know, I, I don't really have anything going on right now. Let me just dig up this old photo that I like and post it up and everybody will be happy about it again. Yeah. And especially because Instagram has the the archive tool where you can like mm. put a post on ice, disappear it from your profile and make it come back again or just, or just, you know, never put it back up. But you can kind of remove something in place. And then when you post something new, it's like, oh, didn't you post this before? And they scroll and they never find it because you've removed it. Hmm. Um, but it's it's just weird that YouTube, I think, is never going to get out of that in a way that I think it could in a good way, but I don't think that's going to happen. Mm. Um, one small production note about that, uh, about that video, the, um, which, uh, which, the extra credit video. Yeah. Um, because that was, that was before, uh, before you came on board. Right. Um, so the cameras we're using here, um, one of them is a GH2. Okay. Because we had recently gotten a single GH2. Oh my goodness. And one of them is my 5D Mark II, which could only record like 11 uh, seconds at a, or 11 minutes at a time. Something like that. And then one of them is Brian's old Canon Rebel. Oh, they have uh, a T3i, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it was a real hodgepodge of scenarios and a lot of starting and stopping to get through uh, some of these early extra credits. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'll tell you, I did watch this before before we published it even. Um, and uh, it, it it holds up. Hey, you know what? It holds up. Hmm. You know, I mean, there are obviously certain limitations in terms of space. I mean, you really feel the yeah. spatial limitations. For sure. Um, like, you don't see it too much because I think you're you're pretty clever about not doing it. But you can definitely see like, oh, yeah, these two wide shots are pretty much the same shot. <laughs> yeah. You know? Um, but you know, there's no space for that. And there's no mm. person to be a like faces person to get dialogue and stuff. Yeah. And also it was definitely just me on cameras. So I was bouncing back and forth between three cameras and I don't, I guess audio as well. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, and yeah, it was a, it was a time. One last topic here, at least as far as official topics go. So last episode, we talked about the new mixer, the, the new oh, Behringer yeah. X32, which I love. It's great. It is really great. I was going back and editing the episode last week, um, and uh, we we had shot it earlier in the month. Um, you got to get that checked out. Excuse me. Um, uh, hopefully this this... I'm not even going to say it because I said it in the last episode and then it came to fruition. So I'm not even going to say it, but I was listening to that episode and it was a little earlier. uh, It was a little closer to when we had gotten the X32 Mm -hmm. and I was like kind of shocked how bad it sounded, how how bad the, the footage, the, the, the pot, that episode of the podcast sounded Mm -hmm. like I was definitely too quiet and I was getting picked up on everybody else's mics and 
a, a bunch of other like weird weirdness that um that we are not having as far in terms of issues now with it but now we've got a few more different things set up we've got gates and compression and auto mix which is a cool uh, new thing when you have a lot of people on mics that are close to each other but um but uh hopefully this episode has sounded better uh than <laughs> than the one last month um but i'm excited about it. i think i think it's really great um i would like to figure out even more things we can do with it mm. um and i know that there was talk about what our next austin live night attack show might be there's there's behind the scenes talk about when our next live austin night attack comedy show will be yeah and i think it will be sooner rather than later well uh well i guess not on this side of south by southwest though it will be soon in the year but after south by southwest but it will also probably be here-ish here so we could actually like use this bad boy on a live show and it'd be really cool because i mean that's what it's made for it's made for i mean you could power a whole goddamn arena with this thing (laughs) and so i'm excited about it that sounds fun yeah it's uh it's pretty cool it's it's a it's a bright spot it's a very bright spot um in the past like couple months for me yeah i really dig it um also oh uh, uh as we're talking about new audio stuff brant uh if you if you look down at your feet i'm sure you've already seen it uh we got a new speaker down there yeah um this is i think this that's one of the speakers that you had actually ordered for your desktop initially or no uh, no, no 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 it's not no. sorry uh there was no there was talk about like should we repurpose those mm-hmm. um in this scenario but it was kind of it was a little even it was a little big in this case too um but i was thinking about getting them for home <laughs> And uh, so I think I think those got returned, and we've got this is a JBL three Mark II uh, speaker, mm-hmm. and um, rolls it, off the tongue. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and uh, it it's nice. It's it's nice to have like an XLR speaker uh, for the stage section there because we were using we have been using that uh, also JBL Pod. Um, oh yeah, so you, you, we'll go find it. Um, we have been using that JBL pod for so long and it's all like mini jack based. So the connection is like unsecured. It's got an old 30 pin iPhone iPod connection on the top. And you know, on that backside, there's a, there's a, there's a, an eighth inch jack. Yeah. They, you can kind of see it there. There's an eighth inch jack where you connect into it. But uh, part of the trouble is we got the new mixer and the new mixer is just long enough away that that our audio setup to it did not work without buying new cables mm-hmm. um and the stuff that we had the adapters and stuff that we had would like crackle and pop if you like Ooh. stepped near where the adapters were at so it's nice to have like a and it's a good speaker like it's yeah. got a pretty good like and and it's mixed right now where there's not a lot of low end but it's it's a good like it's got some bass when you when you want it to, hmm. um, so that's that's a, also a nice improvement uh, where we're not fiddling constantly with you know the 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 loudness of the speaker and now we can set a separate mix just for it with the new um, board. So very excited about it. It's it's a very cool uh, time uh, to be making and listening to podcasts. Yeah, there's never been a better time. Never been a better time to listen to podcasts. Speaking of time spent listening to podcasts. 
Uh, Brent, you got any off-topic stuff uh, going on? Any? Sure. Any, yeah. What's up with you? Um, how much time do I have for any given one of these? Uh, you know, we we were short today, so take as long as you like. Okay. I think we got well, we actually got a little bit of time today. Okay. Well, I'll I'll go with the shortest one uh, first. Okay. Uh, I I've recently gotten into Sudoku. Oh, okay. And it's just it's just a fun time of like a little mental exercise of, you know, doing these figuring out the logic of the puzzles, mm-hmm. um, and so I that explains the Sudoku puzzle on the whiteboard. I think. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Did you? Excuse me. Did you make that, or is that someone else put it up, and or you were solving it out loud? So what's I, the story behind putting it on the whiteboard? I, I put it up on the whiteboard, and for people to know, we've got this big whiteboard in sort of our kitchen area. Um, so I put it up there, uh, and that's just a medium New York Times Sudoku from last week, yeah. and uh, I put it up there because I thought it would be kind of fun if you know if some of the foot traffic going through there was just like. Hey, this is a Sudoku that's not too hard. I could put a couple minutes into it and make a little bit of progress. Kind of keeps people keeps people thinking, yeah. keeps people on their on their feet. Um, and yeah, so I, I put that up there. The first one got solved the first day, and the second one's been kind of half solved for like a week. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and yeah, I've just gotten into it. I I found a YouTube channel, um, cracking the cryptic. Oh, and uh, they do Sudoku puzzles like every day or every other day or whatever. Really? And they they do like some wild ass Sudoku. Um, They do some normal ones where they kind of teach you how like what are good strategies and techniques Uh for solving it. But then they do ones where it's like, oh, there's this pattern in the middle of the Sudoku and it's a palindrome. So uh (laughs) It, everything from the middle out has to match along this pattern or uh they have this one called killer sudoku where they don't actually give you any givens on the board oh but they have geometric shapes and in the top left corner of the geometric shape they have a number that is the sum total of all of the blocks in that shape and so you, oh. ha- you have to like logic out okay the there's a sum vertically across these four shapes uh and it, it, it can only be whatever numbers it's it's wild that's pretty cool yeah uh i how are you playing this the new york times one is that just on the web yeah okay they have a very i've talked about it before they have a very good crossword app mm-hmm. and you get a bunch of you get all of those puzzle games uh when you get the crossword subscription to the new york times but none of them mm-hmm. are on an app and so it's kind of tough to play, but that's pretty cool. Um, yeah. Okay. And so I'm, I'm sort of getting into, like, I'm at a point where medium, most medium level Sudokus are kind of a little easy, a little easy for me, but I don't quite have enough of the techniques down for the expert stuff. So the expert stuff usually takes me an hour or two, depending on the difficulty of the expert. Oh, wow. Um, but it's, it's a good fun time. Yeah. That seems like it would be. I guess because I, I'm I now I can't help but compare it to crosswords because I've been doing the New York Times crossword stuff on and off, off and on for a little while now. And like they kind of go all out for that because it's like an institution now. Mm. And so like every week they'll do like a live stream of them doing the Thursday game, which is like a a, a, rather, a medium, mediumly difficult puzzle. But they'll like live stream them playing it and everyone shares answers and mm. it's a whole time and. Um, 
you would think they could do something like that for Sudoku, but it's tough because it's all numbers. Yeah. You know, um, but that's pretty cool. Sudoku. Yeah. Sudoku. Go, uh, play, go play a Sudoku someday. Go find a Sudoku. Yeah. Anything else going on? Uh, yes. So uh, I started watching The Expanse. Okay. And then I finished watching The Expanse. <laughs> and it's very good. Yeah. Uh, it came off of recommendation from Kyle Hill of Because Science and also Adam Savage. Um, who has a cameo in The Expanse. Really? The new season? Uh, no. Oh, okay. okay. In season two, I want to say, maybe uh, three. Um, so there's four seasons, and the show is great. I love it. It's a space show. It's a, it's a people are living on many planets, and now people have, uh, the species, the human species has differentiated because of those planet living on those planets yeah yeah so space exploration has become a thing it's set in the moderate near future ish sort of area and uh and they're like yeah we've we've started we've colonized mars and we also colonized the kuiper belt and people have started growing and evolving differently and they have their own cultures and their own dialects and languages and everything but there's also war and everybody's really tense because they're on the brink of war. Oh. Uh, everybody has... Spoiler alert. There's going to be war. <laughs> I mean, episode one starts with like a text thing that's like, hey, war is about to start. <laughs> um, and, and so there are different factions depending on where you grow up on. And, um, and yeah, it's just, it's really cool. It feels like a really rich environment. And bec- like the environment is so rich that the characters feel really uh unique um in a way that like i I think back on something like game of thrones which has a billion characters and i don't know who any of them are it's so tough even very annoying even after having seen the entire series there are countless characters who it's like I don't know your name. I don't know know your relation to literally anybody. I don't know what your motives are. I just know whether or not I should be afraid of you, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But The Expanse actually has a, a fairly large amount of characters, and they kind of cycle through them. And they all feel really distinct and easy to follow, and you understand what their deal is and it's it's just it's it's really good work and i enjoyed it quite a bit that's nice yeah Uh, the expanse uh anything else my last thing Uh um uh earlier in the month um there was a surprise mac miller album that was published yeah um for people who don't know mac miller died a year and a half ago or so um it was it was really kind of devastating to the hip hop community um because he was just like he was a dude who who struggled with uh drug use for a long time um but he was just like such an incredibly positive influence on the people around him there are like there's so many people who talk about how they just like they got their first break because you know mac miller was in their dms or whatever like talking to new up-and-coming artists and giving them shots and stuff and like nobody has any bad stories about mac miller he was just like such a cool dude and um and there was this this he died like a month after uh his album swimming came out and i i I think i think swimming is an incredible album he was he was like a week away from going on tour 
for that album when when he died and um and so everything kind of went silent for a long time everybody knew that he had a tremendous amount of work in the vault you know as a lot of musicians he just was constantly working and always had music that was in various stages of being finished yeah. and um and yeah er- early in january um his family put out a statement that was like hey this is his album and it, it was it was a really uh, gorgeous paragraph of them saying that they're about to publish this album and what it meant and everything and so they basically got john bryan on who helped produce a lot of the music in swimming and um and he he did the score for eternal sunshine of the spotless mind okay um and he's he's also worked with a lot of musicians especially in hip-hop and stuff um and so he was actually working with mac miller on circles before he died and apparently it had gotten fairly close to finish there were a couple really? tracks yeah there there were a couple tracks that still needed to be determined whether they're on the album or not and so uh after a, a while uh the family contacted john bryan to just come in and finish everything up and make sure that it was ready to go and so yeah they just kind of had this surprise drop and wow it's a really interesting album uh, mac miller was early in his career he was known as like a frat rap kind of guy frat rap yeah like rap for frat boys okay uh just kind of like boisterous um goofy that kind of thing okay yeah and um over the course of his career he he really uh matured and developed a lot as a musician and this was uh swimming was an album where he kind of did a little bit more uh hip-hop heavy but a little bit of singing in there and then circles was his album where he's like no hip-hop none of that i'm just doing like songwriting stuff oh interesting um and there's there's a lot of like beatles influences people say and stuff like that and there's some really really incredibly gorgeous stuff and it was a really curious experience for me because he was a dude who talked about dying a lot in his work throughout the years and so the just like the the tonality of some of these songs it felt very cathartic in that it it almost felt like you know it's it's so hard to look at a, a work like this without seeing it through the perspective of he died a year and a half ago yeah um but it a lot of it does feel a lot like him consoling his fans saying that it's okay that he's dead wow um and so it's just it's just really powerful moving uh is it work um i i guess hearing that it the album was you know most of the way done mm-hmm. when he passed i guess it probably doesn't lend itself to being too disparate in that way that yeah. like sometimes like oh we just, we found some stuff in the vault and you know we've put it together in, in their legacy like this thing was mostly done anyway yeah and in the past couple of years the um rap and hip-hop scene has seen a number of posthumous albums and some of them were done fairly poorly um but this one it's just like this is the way to do it you you literally cannot do a better posthumous album than this wow. um 
and yeah it, it feels pretty cohesive um there's like one track that kind of didn't work for me too much but most of it is just like really really great um and i uh i bought a vinyl of it uh the record and so that'll nice. that'll come in in a couple months and it's the first vinyl i've ever bought and i don't i don't have a player or anything <laughs> so it's just like i'll figure it out when it gets here that's pretty cool you can get you can get cheap vinyl players yeah uh, but you can't have a cheap one for <laughs> <laughs> you, you, know, you, you know how i get with this stuff i'm gonna spend like seven months researching record players mm-hmm. so oh. yeah very cool but it's great everybody should at least go listen to it once circles from mac miller yeah circles mac right yes mac m-i-l-l-e-r also there's a video component um and that's how I watch. That's how I listened to the album the second time. The first time I listened to it just on Spotify. Uh, the second time I watched it on YouTube, and there's a playlist. Um, and so they made music videos for every one of them, uh-huh. and they're kind of like. Um, Are they mostly like graphics and text? Like uh, so cheap the, stuff because I imagine they wouldn't have finished. They wouldn't have started any music videos until the album was done. Right. So. Uh, if if you pull one up, I, I think you'll get the idea really quickly. It is a lot of like graphics and stuff, and a lot of times they incorporate footage of him into them. Um, but it's like uh, motion design sort of things, and it's it's a lot of like um, looping motion graphics. So there'll be kind of you know twenty seconds of stuff, and um, and some some of them evolve a little bit more than others will. Uh, like yeah. one of one of their big uh, singles, "Good News," had, kind of evolves throughout the course of the music video, and is a little bit more of a proper music video. Mm. Um, but it was just nice seeing you know some of these little artifacts of you know photos that were stitched together, and they really play into sort of the tonality of everything. And "Good News" actually does have footage of him working on the album in there as well um nice yeah and it's just it's it's just really nice it's good that they did that little bit of extra work even on some of the songs that probably didn't have a full uh fuller budget for music videos because mm-hmm. like you look at like like the, the one that we just looked at with like a an a, a him flying on an eagle and this is just a looping animation like that's something you would see like on Spotify for like a notable new record, right? If mm-hmm. you've ever done that where you play a new album on Spotify and for some reason they got an artist to do just tiny little graphics for all of the tracks and the whole interface is fucking different for some reason. Um, but it's nice that they went and did that because especially little stuff like that can make its way to like a Spotify. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's interesting. It's It's an interesting form for music on a video site right youtube is a big music streaming site um but so much music doesn't have any visual component mm-hmm. so that's pretty cool yeah i cried a couple times listening to it oh it was a it's it a very emotional experience listening to this album um uh what's for, been going on with you oh thank you for asking um i have been i have been oh so i've been 
I I got uh, a few months back when it came out. I got the Ring Fit Adventure for this Nintendo Switch. Right, mm-hmm. it's like a yoga circ- yoga yoga ring that you put one of the Joy Cons in, and it knows when you squeeze it, and it knows when you move it, so it goes through this whole exercise thing. And it's like got an some, RPG, and it's got some resistance in it and everything. Oh yeah, yeah, it's it's like a real uh, thing. So when you squeeze it and you pull it, and it actually gives good resistance. Um, so I, I got that right when it came out, and I really liked it. And then I started uh, using the gym at my apartment and I got a gym app. Um, and then I ended up going, now I use the Ring Fit ad game and I don't play the RPG game anymore. Like I don't play, I just use the like make a playlist of exercises mm. because like it would take me, an, it would take me like two hours of real time to get like 30 minutes of active exercise time in Ring Fit, mm. which is very inefficient at the very right. you spend a lot of time in the menus and making smoothies and finding the next thing um so i've ended up doing that and um i'm using like a calorie uh counting app for diet like a very basic diet thing and i hate it oh my god brent i, I fucking hate it. it is the worst experience of my life i spent an hour <laughs> i spent an hour on sunday uh deciding um if I was allowed to have a snack if <laughs> if I could find a snack that would 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 feel good that would would be good to eat enjoyable to eat mm-hmm. and not like completely obliterate this tiny number on my phone right um and it was bad like it it's the sort of thing where like in the moment it's whatever but like I spent a lot of fucking time <laughs> having that conversation with myself and and like being mad, like slamming my fridge because I didn't want to. I ended up not uh, snacking, which is the thing. But uh, See, Bryce, this is exactly how I feel every time I look into like, oh, how do pens work? What should I buy? I need to buy. I need. I need a. I need to buy a new pen. Oh, what are what are all of the things? And then and you just go like, oh no, what are all these? What do all these numbers mean? Is uh-huh. there is there is there is there one pen that has the right numbers? Sure. But also, I could feel good about. Mm-hmm. The answer is no. Yeah. Okay. So I was gonna say like the only difference is that the I know the answer. The answer is don't have a snack. <laughs> Um, but yeah, the, the correct answer is to not play at all. It's, 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 I, the reason I started doing the exercising stuff was because I wanted to, I, I want to lose a little, a little bit of weight, just a little bit of weight. Um, and I thought, okay, if I do exercising and I really like try to do some cardio and I try to do some gym stuff, some muscle stuff, then I will be fine. I can, I can eat and I'll be fine and I won't have to like fret about it. Um, but now I, I've been using, uh, I use an, an app called lose it. And I have been using it for um, about a month now. Is that is that right? I am on. I'm just starting my fifth week, um, and and it it more than like it yelling at you. It doesn't yell at you. It gives you a budget, and you mm. choose what to do with it. Um, and I have the Apple Watch, so it knows my calories for the day. So if I go over a certain threshold, I get those. I can eat more calories. It's a mm. a bonus fucking bonus i'm allowed to eat bonus food now congratulations but that's the thing about it is i hate i i just i i just you know sometimes i just want to eat fudge rounds i sometimes want to eat eight fudge rounds and have it be a snack and i just want to do that i want to get high and eat fucking eight fudge rounds and you can't do that you can't do that because that's how much would that be that's 1600 calories that's an entire that, <laughs> that's 
seven eighths of my entire calorie budget for the day. And so I can't do that. I don't even know what a fudge round is, but it sounds delicious. It's, oh, it's, oh, don't get me started. I'm describing what a fudge round is. So, so Bryce, you, you have an app that reminds you when to drink water. Mm-hmm. And you have an app uh, that you count calories and stuff like that. Correct. You, you seem to have a lot of apps that um, help guide you in how to take care of yourself. Uh, is that working for you? Because I kind of, I mean, I am fortunate in that I don't really have to pay too much attention to myself. And I'm, I haven't suffered tremendously for it yet. Um, but is that working for you so this is a two-pronged answer i have a two-pronged answer so okay you're right i have the lose it app which tracks my food i have water minder which tracks my hydration throughout the day i have uh-huh. uh streaks and the apple health stuff to track fitness and and other daily things and i think once i started using lose it once i added the third app uh, the other two I have, I, I give less attention to. Mm. And so I'm, I know I'm like not hitting my hydration goal as much as when I just had the two apps, because now I'm also spending time thinking about the food and often deciding not to eat or cutting out a soda in the day and not replacing it with water. Um, but on the other hand, I did a weigh-in today, and I just found out that I have, am down five pounds since I started using Lose It. Because hmm. um, the budget, the whole thing of the budget is like, it's set for me to lose a pound a week until I hit my goal. Um, and so it's working. Hmm. It's it's working, okay. you know. Um but the thing that the, the 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 overcoming feeling that's happening now is once I hit that target goal, mm-hmm. life will get better because my budget will go back to like just keeping everything stable, and mm-hmm. they have a whole mode for like keep my weight stable, um, hit that equilibrium. But but the knowledge of like well that's still that's still only that can only that could only be a couple more hundred calories a day. <laughs> That's, that's not like a whole better thing. Um, mm. And so that's, it is, I'm glad that I've lost five pounds and I'm very unhappy. <laughs> I like eating. I like eating. I like cooking and I like eating. I like pasta and you can't have any fucking pasta. Risotto is so fucking bad for you. So it's working. I would say, uh, so of the, of the many apps, I am actually finding I don't like streaks as much the daily to do stuff like pick mm. pick six things and do them a certain amount of time a set amount of time um or at least i need to reconfigure it because like one of them is for hydration which i replaced with the hydration app one of them is for two of them are for like steps and doing a certain amount of workout minutes a certain amount of days a week both of which i'm already doing just fine um i need to reconfigure it because i'm just not using it. so mm. the other thing so on top of all of that I've also started, uh, I want, I wanted doing the muscle training stuff in the gym doesn't burn much calories. It, um, it, it just doesn't, it doesn't get your heart rate up for long enough. Cause you're, you're doing the, you're doing the set and then you're resting. And so your heart mm-hmm. rate just lowers a bunch of time. Um, so that's where you're supposed to do cardio, but I don't have like the leg endurance to do running or jogging. I mean, mm-hmm. I'll do walk, I'll go walk, but like the Apple watch 
you have to hit quote unquote a brisk pace for it to count as an exercise minute um which is all based on your heart rate but you have to get so fast to raise your heart rate anyway um so i've actually started also incorporating uh the popular video game series just dance uh into the whole pie mm. um it's actually filling in the cracks pretty well um like doing 30 to 60 minutes of it is really fun mm-hmm. and it does a very good job of burning calories you know i i break a sweat i break a sweat and i have a good time doing it uh i recommend the 2017 edition because that has the most songs that i know and i i've ended up liking <laughs> a lot of the songs i didn't know um mm. and so that's giving me optimism for maybe trying some of the other newer ones I would definitely just like cave and get the, they have like a subscription to just dance So Hello. instead of buying a new game and just a disc of songs every year, they have like an online library of songs. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but my Nintendo switch, um, is not currently going on the internet. We're not, uh, doing the internet on the Nintendo switch and I don't have right. the camera for the PlayStation four because you'd use the camera or I guess one of the wands, the move wands, um and so um that that's filled in the gaps a lot in in a fun in honestly a fun way um i would recommend if you're having trouble getting into like running or jogging or like even biking and you want cardio pretty pretty fun time just dance i believe it when 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 i played beat saber the one time that i played it i was like Oh, this is just moving around. But then you you kind of get into it for a little bit and you're like, oh my God, my body has never moved this much before <laughs> in my entire life. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's, you, you, you got really a thing it. on your head, you're holding two joysticks, you're mm-hmm. doing a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Um, it also, but you do have to be careful. I think you have to be careful about how you do your cardio. Cause like, I like Just Dance, but Just Dance, cause the Wii or the Switch one, it tracks your remote. And so it's a lot of like arm stuff Hmm. and I focus on the arm stuff because I want to get the points and I want to do very good in the video game. Right. Um, But I have to like make, you know, try to do more of the leg stuff also because it's a full body thing. Mm -hmm. Whereas if like you're running or jogging, it's all, you know, you're doing your legs or if you're using like an elliptical, you can kind of shift between all, all two, both of them, all four of them, both four Hmm. of them. Um, So that's uh. A little bit of exercise, um, off-topic thing for me. Uh, uh, last thing, uh, BoJack Horseman finished up. Oh yeah, I haven't seen the second half of the last season yet, uh, which just came out. But I've seen up till then. I uh, I really did. I liked the first half that was was out previously of this last season. I think the second half is. I think it's all good. I think the stuff that they do with the characters is good and interesting. But I think the ending feels soft, mm. which not bad, right? Uh, but just, but just kind of soft, right? It feels like um, they they do something with BoJack that feels very of 2019 and 2020. Um, but then their answer to it is shockingly cynical. Is very like. Mm cynical and is just treated like reality and you would hope that reality would maybe be different than the answer to that crisis um but uh, interesting nonetheless n- nonetheless and i think uh i think bojack has always just been a really easy show to watch i don't yeah. know if it's because it's a half hour or what but i find it really easy to watch i find it uh, i i i don't uh 
um, uh, relate to the people who like watch it and have like huge depressive fits. Mm. Um, so maybe maybe my own life is pretty different from Bojack, who is dealing with a lot of you know stuff that maybe I don't deal with. But uh, I like that show. I think that show is pretty good, and I think um, uh, we'll look back on it very fondly. Yeah, Bojack for me has always been like a difficult to start, easy to finish. Yeah. Um, where it's like I, I always feel like oh, I can't, I can't, I can't start watching the next season of Bojack because I'm just not in the mood to deal with Bojack's whole thing. <laughs> um, but then, like, I start one episode and I'm like, ah, oh, yeah, the, the all these characters, they're all fun and they're they're doing a crossover yeah. joke. Is this uh, a crossover episode? Yeah, and it's like, oh, that's fun. Mm. And then before I know it, you know, the season's over and i i enjoyed the ride yeah uh and that reminds me that i started using this new app or service called tracked do you know about tracked i feel like you might know about tracked uh it's like a service that tracks all of the stuff that you're watching Mm. and so um it knows what i'm watching but more importantly it just like lets me know the next thing of shows i've got Oh. So when I sit down, I can just open the open an app and it'll say, here are the next things that you have to watch. Hmm. Um, and it really takes a lot of the guesswork out of like, what do I want to watch? What have I got to watch next? And um, and I, I think you might like it because I, I are you still keeping like a doc of all the stuff that you watch? Um, so I did that for a number of years and I kind of stopped doing it. Uh, you were mostly doing movies, the- right? Yeah, so it was mostly movies, and I kind of stopped doing it last year, um, mostly because I just got into a weird funk with the idea of, um, like, TV and movie reviews and stuff, Mm. where I was just like, oh, I just suddenly don't care about anybody's opinion on any fictional works anymore. Yeah. Um, And so... How did that intersect with you having a sheet of your own viewing habits it just made me feel like oh why am i doing this like why do who else is this is this for anybody else yeah and i was just like i don't know i just i guess i wanted to be a little bit more um in the in the moment of viewing and not have to worry about logging it and cataloging it yeah um and also also i sometimes i'll I'll put that stuff down in in my planner or whatever because i you know track my day um but it it didn't seem to be worth the effort anymore Mm -hmm. and i just kind of wanted to stop yeah (laughs) Uh, I would maybe recommend if you watch a lot of like I tend to watch more TVs rather than movies. And so this is really helpful for me. Mm. Um, And like so if you use Plex, it'll automatically scrabble the stuff that you watch. But you can just go in and say like, oh, yeah, I uh, just I have just started this episode of Children's Hospital and it'll put it'll add it in place and you can put the next episode there um, and it'll keep. Like, here's the new stuff that you're watching when those new episodes are going to come out. And, uh, mm. like, it does have some statistics of watch times, but it's all wrong. Be- it's it's a lot of wrong because I'm going back and filling in, ca- catching up where I've seen, shows I've seen. Right. And so it's putting it, like, on that day or or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's 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 interesting. It's, it's, an, it's an interesting thing. Um, and the free service, uh, the free service part of it, you can get a lot, you can get everything done with it. Um, so it's cool and people have made a lot of apps for it. 
I am generally in favor of like data archival and parsing mm-hmm. things in ways that can be tracked and can be uh, processed in a more human way, I suppose. Yeah. Um, so I can, I can certainly appreciate what they're going for. I, and I guess this kind of ties into like the food and the exercise stuff because all the apps that I use track stuff mm-hmm. like the fit, the, 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 the muscle training app, uh, will like track reps and sets and the food app obviously tracks food and ingredients and things. Um, and for as like annoying as it is to have to like, Oh, I need to like be using my phone when I make a sandwich so that I have the whole sandwich here. Um, yeah, at least in those cases, it feels like I'm getting something out of it and tracked, uh, makes, I feel the, the dividend is I can sit down and choose to watch something without having to think too much about what's next. Mm. Sure. All right, well, that's uh, that's going to do it here for the Bizarre Briefing. This is our January uh, episode. We're recording it here at the beginning of February. Uh, Brant? Yeah. Have you got any plugs? No, these are real. Hey. Aha. Um, yeah, you can find me online at Gatawag. Um, G-A-T-O-W-A-G. You can find me on Twitter, um, where I sometimes post things. Uh, you can find me on Twitch where I stream sometimes. I've been doing Alan Wake recently. Yeah. Are you, are you almost done with Alan Wake? I'm most of the way through. I've got episode five and six left. Nice. So, um, does that include, what is it? American nightmare? Uh, so I, I have not looked into that yet. So, uh, and it's fine. (laughs) It's fine. Oh man. That could be a whole nother segment. Me talking about Alan Wake. Oh, okay. Ooh. Uh, (laughs) and, uh, Instagram. At Gatwag, haven't posted there in a while, but that's where that's at. Yeah. And uh, the Modern Rogue Show accounts. Yeah, there we go. Yep. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, at Barkis, B-R-Y-C-A-S. Uh, you can find me on Instagram, I'm at Neshcom. And I looked into changing the Instagram to be Brykus, but someone has Brykus on it. Mm. And so now I'm like, what am I going to do? What am I going to do about that? Uh, but you can find me there. I handle the Game Nation Show accounts on Twitter and Instagram. Um, night attack, uh, the night attack podcast, court killers, weird things, the weird things podcast, the science and supernatural news podcast, uh, this week, this week's episode and last week's episode I hosted and, uh, came up with all the topics and stuff. So, um, those were a lot of fun, weirdthings.com or weird things in your podcast player. Um, twitch.tv slash night attack is where I do streaming stuff. I'm playing Kentucky route zero right now. Um, and we did the first half on last Friday and this Friday, we will probably do the last half with the new final act five that just came out. Um, so nice. on that, twitch.tv slash night attack. Uh, this show is called the bizarre briefing. You can find out more information about it at bizarrebriefing.com. So you can find old episodes, timestamps, all sorts of good stuff. If you want to watch the video version of this podcast, go to youtube.com slash scam stuff. Uh, we post it to both places at the same time. And of course it's in podcast directories, uh, everywhere where podcasts are enjoyed uh we record this show when there's a new month when there's a new month normally we try to do the last tuesday of the month but i think we are on a very long streak of uh pushing it back a week always uh but keep an eye out we, we stream it live here also on twitch.tv slash night attack uh we will be back uh, in about a month with more bizarre briefing but until next time 
Bye. Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs>